T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Scattered, shaken, stirred, a far-flung edition of the Playmakers. Coming through your ear holes live as we speak. I'm watching Bobby Boucher turn on the television for his mother as we lead up to another great night of hockey here on the Playmakers and sports and other things. But uh, my name is Lindsey Brown. Uh, not across the glass, but the metaphorical glass for me. In Summerlin, Adrian Hernandez. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back, sir. And uh, we are the Playmakers, and we are here to talk about all the sports and the other things mostly, and we got plenty to get into today. We are so sorry that we missed out on yesterday, a little bit of a late scratch, but uh, thankfully we are still here and we'll be here today and tomorrow, right? As long as uh, Marcus shows up. I mean, oh wait, he's in Philadelphia. Literally no one is here, not even the engineers. It's just you in the studio it, by yourself in the building? There's no producer. There's no co-host. There's just good old LB holding down the fort, making sure that the boat doesn't sink. Thank you, because I'm in my pajamas in my office. So you got the keys to the whole building? It's like it's better than like not even having a substitute teacher. It's just you're running the class. Yeah, so and I can I definitely like feel this. the teacher workload, because I'm getting phone calls from God knows who else in this company. Be like, do you want to do more? Yeah. We gotta get. We're creating this baby, you know. I mean, we're fortifying this house known as the Playmakers. Yeah. Like we, we gotta well, let's focus just say on we've this. Let, we've let this baby self soothe just a little bit too much, guys. Let's say there's gonna be probably some uh, lessons to be learned, maybe some therapies to explore in the future. But that's all right. What is life if you're not living it and getting a few bumps and bruises along the way? No, 100%. And I will say now we might be joined by co-hosts. Hopefully not. Um, that co-host would be my son who is sleeping. <gasps> oh. Lindsay, I, I'm doing this show like I'm, I'm trying to whisper because like, I can't get too – we can't talk about Marcus Smart or James Harden because then I'm going to start screaming or be upset. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying well, to keep Marcus the volume Smart down. Most, mostly worthless. So <laughs> it's a good thing that you're not too enthusiastic about it. But I'll tell you what. I am enthusiastic about one thing, and that is the traffic situation here around Vegas. Let me tell you, friends, because I know – there. <laughs> What I saw happened? this go down last night, and I was just like, oh, the mental notes right now I'm taking for tomorrow's show as I'm sitting at the stoplight yesterday. Okay, Mitch is walking in here into the studio as I'm live on the radio. Hello, are you good? You good? Excellent. I'm good as well. Uh, so I'm at the I'm at the stoplight here, and I'm just seeing everybody pull up because the, the light just turned, and you know people are trying to turn right uh, and, and trying to move on with their traffic. I saw this SUV. Uh-oh. Throw it in reverse from the far left 
lane to back up and get over to the right lane as new tra- traffic was approaching the stoplight. It was, you know, going crossways that, that I was. And so I have never seen somebody. I, I've seen the, the left to right lane change plenty of times here. I've learned my lesson in this town, people. This is why I say use your blinkers. People are dying out there because it's a fact. I have never seen somebody throw it in reverse like three cars back and then slide over. And then there was a car in front of it in the far right lane, so they couldn't even turn anyways. I'm like, there's no point if you realize at the last second that you are in the wrong lane. Guess what? There's probably another intersection a quarter of a mile down the road. It's better to just do that than to say, you know what? Got to fix this right here, right now. Yeah, I got to do world? this right now. I can't oh waste 30 seconds going up the block. I was, what do you well, mean? I was half expecting an anime, uh, you know, <laughs> sticker on that truck. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, what Lindsay, Mario Kart level are you on right now, bruh? I know you're trying to stay off the technology, but a good subreddit on Reddit is idiots in cars and oh a lot God. of Lyft and Uber drivers who just post all going through my veins. Yeah, you need to what, add to that. Yeah, they just post what they what they capture on their camera that they have just oh looking at God. the drive. And I will say, interestingly enough, I did see a video in Florida that made me kind of happy. Um, although it was a serious situation, so this lady had like a a health scare in her car. Oh, she I lost saw control that. Of her Terrifying. Car. So like. 15 people came out to help and they stopped the car in the road and seeked yeah. medical attention. And then on the flip side in Cleveland, uh, a garbage truck got hit <gasps> and then on the highway blew up, Lindsay. What? <laughs> like a, like a, a uh, just an action movie scene. Those things don't lose a lot of battles, Adrian. Those things That's usually what I'm saying. So like the polar opposite. That's how we with... buy cars in Minnesota. If we're in a snowy situation, if we're in like a snow globe or something, be like, if our two cars are about to battle bot, who's going to win out? Usually the bigger one, the more fortified one wins. And that's why almost everybody drives uh, Suburbans. Yeah, see, battle, but see, driving in the snow at like bumper cars, that, that sounds fun, but let's keep it to the bumper cars and not actual I think cars. it makes us better drivers, honestly. No, driving in the snow is something that I it, don't have enough experience in because I didn't have a car like in is, high school. This is my working theory for why people are so psychotic driving around here, other than just like the concoction of people and then just the mood and stuff. I think that because the weather here is so nice, because there isn't snow, because rain truly isn't a thing, we're not really humbled in the by the elements in this particular environment. I mean, we are by the heat, but not when it comes to our driving. And so the recklessness, no, 100%. the I, I just defensive driving is a thing and that is it has to be a thing in minnesota because even if there aren't cars around the chances of you going into a ditch are very high if there's a certain amount of slickness to the road in the snow and so we don't have that here and so people just do whatever the hell they want and i also think because of the pandemic like you know we talk about sports fans acting more crazy or people on on flights and it's the same thing with yeah. people driving in their road rage or like their need to this walmart is right here and i need to turn into it because i, I can't do a u-turn pick up this particular poly pocket <laughs> Expansion pack today! My, my life is too important for me to have Correct. to go to the other block. Um, and, and it was funny. Face for my inconvenience. Hold on. See, this is luckily for me. I'm home. I got to save gas, knock on wood, because I'm terrified to fill up my tank again because there goes my whole paycheck. Um, but I, even then, coming home, like I saw like three different accidents and it was just a 10 minute drive. So I'm, I'm thankful as you close out the show every day, like you say, put on your blinkers and just be alert, people. Yeah, because people are crazy. People are nuts, and people are just trying to get home. And we're all—we all don't picture ourselves going out that way, but that is absolutely the fate for some people. And it, we can do our part to make it uh, less common.
And, uh, yeah, so let's get into some of our stuff that we're going to be expecting for today's program. As you have heard, Adrian is down the line, not in studio. So that changes a little bit of the dynamic of the program, uh, so much so that we are going to be doing our deep dive with 35, except with the Chamber of Chaos music, right? That's going to lead off our second hour. That's the plan. Yes, a remix, the kids right would like to it's say. It's the remix. <laughs> It's more the way I've like outfitted today's show. It's mostly sports in the first hour, and then it's the other things in the second hour. We're gonna go into like some bulletin board material clapbacks. That's kind of a homage to the Grizzlies destroying the Warriors last night, which everybody's Oof. saying is like the biggest deal and uh, absolutely not a big deal at the same time. Um, we're gonna get into some of the elimination games here in the few minutes. There's four of them on the NHL docket tonight, and we have a couple in the basketball world as well. Are the Nets done with Kyrie? I would say probably yes. And who else would be might be wearing out their welcome? And then, uh, oh, yes, our top five films about friendship. Because I was uh, having a conversation with one of my friends the other day. And I was thinking about, like, teen chick flicks. And I was like, okay, so we have to have, like, a Supreme. And then once I started thinking about, there was more than five, obviously. So I started making, like, little subcategories. There's friendship, there's rom-commies, and then there's, like I said, we're going to get into it. That's going to close out our show. Uh, that's the other things portion of our program and that should about do it it's just a quick little two hours around the sports block here for us adrian no 100 percent. and Lindsay, I, I do want to apologize because i saw your tweets monday night i, I saw your instagram stories on tuesday leading up to what we thought was going to be our next show i know you have a lot of just hot takes for Connor mcdavid oh, and whenever you that. have hockey hot takes so like i apologize Lindsay, that we couldn't get to that yesterday that's because okay I was very looking forward to it we are you absolutely know? going to provide a half-assed effort for uh, today in in that <laughs> Very uh, light. And that's actually where we are going to open up our show today. It's time for the can opener. Is Connor McDavid the worst captain in the NHL? Because I'm pretty sure he is, people. I'm pretty sure he is. And people are, how dare you? He is nominated for the Hart Trophy. He's the league's top scorer. Led the Oilers to the most wins and points in a season since 1986-87. The reigning winner has done this before, has has led on the earth, has ridden on the coattails of the greatness that preceded him in the very Oilers uniform. And I still think he is an awful captain, people, because not only does he not take responsibility for himself he displaces it on other people the quotes that I saw following their game was it five loss in their building the other night uh four goals has to be enough to win a game really sir you are the one that was not back checking on that overtime winner against you you are playing a team that is far far less talented than you are and they have their better best one of their best players out of the lineup in Drew Doughty this is the same guy that when they when it was announced that they were bringing Evander Kane into the team that said to the media well you guys are just gonna have to shut up and deal with it like okay that's cool that's fine like I'm convinced that this team is going nowhere. Like they're playing tonight in LA. I hope their asses get eliminated tonight. I don't even want them to get to a seventh game because they don't even deserve it. Because I am so sick of assuming that just because somebody is talented that they're a good leader. And that's the assumption that we made with Connor McDavid. That's the assumption that so many top superstars have been given in this league as of late. I'll start it with uh, Leon, not Leon Drysdale. 
with Gabriel Landeskog getting the the captaincy really early in his career. It used to be reserved for somebody like really special, like Sid the Kid was the was got the C at was the youngest to get the captainship ever until Gabriel Landeskog got it at 19 years old, and then everybody else is like, oh Jack Eichel, you get to be a captain. Oh Connor McDavid, you get to be a captain. Both those guys. How many playoff wins have they? Uh, playoff series have they won between them, Adrian? You're the hockey expert. I would have to say zero. Correct. Uh, actually, that's in, that's inaccurate. It, that or would be one. That would be two between both teams, and both were at Edmonton the same year, and I think it was in 2014, 2015. That's a few years ago, and a few teams ago. You would arguably said this team is better, but you know why this team isn't going anywhere fast? Because when you have leadership like that, you can you can score goals, you can win games in the regular season. You are not going to win when it matters because you are not in your guy's corner. I'm not surprised that Darnell Nurse decides to headbutt Philip Deneau in front of the net within the waning minutes of the third period just completely needlessly and ends up getting his ass suspended for game six tonight on the road. Do you think that your team would need their top defenseman available for an elimination game on the road, Adrian? It sure as hell would help. I would feel like that would be a list of things that I need to bring, that I need to have at my disposal. And it just pisses me off because it's just such a waste. And I mean, like I said, I hope that they lose tonight. I hope the Kings advance, not just because I like the Kings way better, but Humble pie just needs to be, be keep getting served to people until they figure out that they need to supplement their diet with more, honestly. And and bef- and until they realize what that is, and I don't know that realization doesn't come for everyone, why would I expect any other different result? I, I do need to ask you, though, in terms of captain. Like, it, First off, do you believe that the role of captain is a bit it, overrated? Yeah, no, because no, no, Adrian, leaders in lead hockey, regardless of In hockey, it's of different, wearing- Adrian. In hockey, it's different. Because when you're in the locker room, and you got to think about how many guys are in that locker room, and it's not like in football where you have different position groups and different captains for position groups and different coaches. You got three guys yeah, yeah. on the bench with you. And so everybody is beholden to each other. And sometimes there are times when you're, it's in the, you're in the dark place and you're not really sure of who to speak up or who needs to be the one to take on the blame from the media or, 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 or do all of that. Like I said, I tweeted this out the other day, but, you know – leading up to the show yesterday. The captaincy captaincy doesn't stand for convenience. Sometimes it means you get all of the glory laid at your feet, and sometimes it means that you have to be the martyr. And Connor McDavid is not willing to be the martyr. He is not willing to say, you know what, it doesn't matter what happened out there. The buck stops with me. It is my team. This is my squad. This this whole thing is built around me. I'm Connor effing McDavid unacceptable what's happening here and this guy is routinely out to lunch in 25 years old yeah so what he's been playing here since he was 18 they play but you gave no adrian they start playing here when he was 18 he's had the captaincy for seven years you you say the same thing about carl anthony towns he's 26 what's so different no but i'm saying like with carl anthony towns you're like well maybe he needs to he needs to learn from this experience and stuff get a c C put on his jersey in the the, well that's that's why i was asking you about the captaincy in terms of hockey because it's necessary and for for the glue of the locker room and for the direction of the overall team because hockey is just such a unique sport that like you were saying the other day it, it there's so much chaos nothing makes sense correct you have to be okay with that you have to have leaders that that understand their place that humbling i was just talking about with the weather and driving this happens in hockey all the time and it doesn't happen all the time to people who are very talented, very skilled, and told from a very young age that they've done that. This is Connor McDavid has been anointed since he was like what ten. 
Like, how much adversity has this guy truly seen? How much, how much has the world actually humbled this man? Even in, even in the hockey sense. Because if, they're, if, if you're always winning, if you're always scoring, how will you ever learn what it feels like to lose and what it takes to bring the locker room together before that loss is suffered? I don't think that's in him. I don't think that's in that locker room. And that's where you can, you can win without a great captain, but you, you sure as hell can't win with a bad one. And that's what he is. I mean, I, I just think maybe he needs to learn or have teammates to kind of teach him like that assume just because just like you said, he's that the alpha, the most talented he's person the on the team he, shouldn't he, necessarily be the captain. Like there, there's a learning curve with that where you need veterans and stuff. And if you've I, won just three MVPs, over, I think the learning curve is probably past you. Just say that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Like that's just I that's just, saying like, well, I think I'm going to start becoming a father now after I have like two kids and I haven't lived with either of them. Well, now I'm going to start showing up because now I'm a father. Okay. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, like I mentioned, he is nominated for the Hart Trophy. We, we were uh, brought into those details earlier today. Also nominated for the Hart Trophy, which remember is for MVP of the league. The player judged to be the most valuable to his team. Austin Matthews is also nominated. The uh, centerman from the Toronto Maple Leafs, 60 goals this year, which is nasty in, in uh, 73 games, 106 points. Uh, he's one of four Maple Leafs to reach that feat. And then we have Igor Shesterkin, the goalie for the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers staved off elimination. My take will stay alive for one more day. Uh, he wasn't at his best, but the team got it done enough. Or more uh, specifically, Jacob Truba hit Sidney Crosby so hard in the head that he's out probably with a concussion for the near future, potentially the series. And let me tell you how different of a Penguins team it is without Sidney Crosby on the line with Jake Gensel. And I think it's Brandon Rust or Brian Rust or Brandon Prust, not Brandon Prust. He's definitely retired. But all of those guys, that team does not go anywhere without him. And so that momentum is shifting right back into the Rangers uh, court will be back in Pittsburgh for their next game, and they're still down 3-2, to two, those New York Rangers. So they still have to win two more games to, for, to force themselves into the next round. But, man, it's sure shaping up to be a little bit of a contest. But with those three, Igor Shosturkin is one of, you know, a handful of goaltenders to be nominated for the Hart Trophy. He was also nominated for the Vesna, which is the best goaltender, as we t- discussed earlier this week. Um, but I, I think he's more, he's not going to do what Carey Price did in 2014 to 2015, where he won the Hart Trophy and the Vesna, which was like the nastiest season of all time. That was the, that's the standard in which Igor had to be held to this year. I mean, we were all kind of discussing about as the season was going on, who was going to be in that mix. And I'm like, Igor's right there in terms of Hart Trophy. We're like, no way, goalies, no way. He was having that good of a year. He had the seventh highest save percentage all time recorded in league history at a 935 save percentage. It does not get better than that. And had six shutouts in 53 appearances. Obviously, playoffs have been a little bit of a different song and dance and tune, but they are still alive. And the reason why they're alive at all is largely due to the Igor Shesterkins of the world. Um, Like I said, I think he'll be more likely the Vesna winner over UC Saros and Jakob Markstrom. And I would expect Austin Matthews to take home the MVP. Yeah, and I know uh, Austin Matthews has been killing it. I mean, the Maple Leafs, too, if they uh, pull off the upset, knocking out the uh, the former champs, right, with the Lightning tonight on Elimination Thursday, yep. which is what I'm calling it today. Um, I got a question for you about Connor McDavid. Okay. 
Connor McDavid or Drysdale? Do you think either one Dr- of them? Drysdale? Jamie Drysdale uh, or Leon Drysdale? Those are both Leon, NHL players. Uh, Leon uh, okay. on the Oilers. Drysdale? Do you think either one of them is a uh, – yes, sorry on the pronunciation. Uh, either one of those dudes, do you think one of them won't be on the team next season for no, the Oilers? No, they're going to both be on the team. They're both paid too much money, and that's the problem. That's the problem. They're, they're two skilled – they're two top-level players that challenge each other for MVP every year. And it's very reminiscent of what Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin were in their early years when they were drafted so high. But here's the difference between the Penguins and the Oilers. Um, Before Crosby was drafted, before Malkin was drafted, in 2003, they drafted Marc-Andre Fleury number one overall. Like, you know, who the Oilers never have a goalie. And that is the domino effect of this entire organization. Because when you don't have a goalie that is um, self-developed or drafted, you have to go out and spend money on free agents, either that in the goaltending department, or you get better defensemen. And sometimes they miss. They haven't had the best leadership. They had Peter Shirelli running things, so that, that's how we got into a lot of trouble here. And so they have to they have to supplement that deficiency, and they bet on the wrong formula. And so these two guys are the only way that this team runs, and so they have to pay them ungodly money because they deserve, they're that talented and because this is the only way the team runs. And so there, there's only so many ways you can construct this, and that also means there's only so many ways that you need – that you need to beat them too. And the Kings have a bunch of different formulas that they can rely on, including just clogging up the middle and hoping to get them past a point of frustration. It's not that hard to beat talent when talent doesn't work harder, when talent doesn't know how to handle adversity. Uh, more hockey talk and NBA chatter elimination Thursday, as Adrian called it. I call it el- elimination game madness. We'll see if we can merge between the two on the other side of the break. Love for the bet. Bringing the sneaky beavers back to the yard. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Got some high quality H2O in us and now we are ready to go. Elimination Thursday on the Playmakers. Four opportunities tonight in the NHL slate. And how many are there on the basketball side of things, Adrian? We got, uh, we got two. We got Philadelphia and Dallas that could be booking their trips to Cancun tonight, depending on how things shake out. And where are those games being played? So we got Philly uh, Philly taking on Miami in Philadelphia for game six. Ooh. Yes, and then Dallas is going back home um, to take on the Suns for game six, which that series, interestingly enough, uh, is getting very spicy. Some Both some of those fake... series are. Didn't didn't both road teams win in the last time that they're in the building that they're returning to tonight? Yes, but I mean in terms of like there was there was a little bit of altercations at the end of uh, game four for Dallas uh, and Phoenix, and then also Luka and Devin Booker going at it, going viral on the Bleacher Report Instagram, making fun of each other's games. So, Uh-oh. you know, really? I get... I guess this is what happens in playoff basketball, and I'm a sucker for it because I absolutely love it. They're, they're riding in the comments saying that my dribble's better than yours. Well, what ha- well one of the things that happened was is uh, Devin Booker, thank God for the kid in the front row, he recorded it. Devin Booker was going to the lane, and he got a foul called, so he falls to the ground. And like Eddie Guerrero, he fakes and just lays on the ground. And then as soon as the whistle gets called, he looks at the crowd, gives them a little wink, and says the Luca special uh, as he's going to oh hit the boy. free throw, 
And then as uh, later on in the game, Luca was trying to pass the ball to a ref, and Devin Booker, like a little kid, just smacks the ball out of Luca's hands and then passes it to the ref himself. So it's like little minor things, but I'm like, look at this little. What are we back in sixth grade with the kids you don't like? Yeah, see, uh, see, I'm, see I'm the I'm hockey playoffs, it. we just punch each other in the face. <laughs> Yeah, right, with literally, no outcry. Literally. We're like, let's see if I can fish hook you through my glove here. Let's see how far we can get with that. Uh, do you think that either of those games, uh, which which one's more likely to continue beyond tonight? Um, I would say Philly and Miami, uh, just in terms of, you know, we get into all these conversations and, and, and arguments about the top players, and rightfully so. But at the end of the day, with a lot of these series, and both of these series in particular, it's really basically the fact that role players pay, pay, play better, excuse me, they play better at home. And yeah. with Philly, when you have, uh, what is his name, George Niang, Niang, excuse me, and like all these dudes who they can hit 10 three-pointers at home in Philly, and then they go to Miami, and they go 0 for 10 or 0 for 11. or You know, we saw it with Malik Beasley with Minnesota, and we've yeah. seen it with, with P.J. Tucker in Miami. Like certain players, they just perform better at home, and that's really the difference. Um, and, you know, last night as I was watching Milwaukee, um, in Boston, and I couldn't believe that Milwaukee won. And it was one of the first times I go on Twitter and a lot of people were like, that's Milwaukee and Giannis, heart of a champion. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of buying into it because statistically, a lot of this stuff is unexplainable. And I bring that up because I believe that Joel Embiid has that level of talent. He's in that same club mm. that he can perform like Giannis. But then at the same time, like... I thought it was crazy and not talked about enough. You know, game three, when, when Joel returns, when he's walking into the locker room or walking into the arena, he's literally trying to hide from the lights because he has a concussion and his face is broken off. And then I watched the game and Jacoby's like, yo, why does he have this mask? And my son's like, why is Batman playing basketball? And I have to tell her. And I realized that it sounds so nuts Batman to someone. Superman, that's why. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's nuts that, you know, we're ingrained in sports so much when I have to explain to her and she doesn't doesn't care at all. I'm like, oh yeah, half of his face is broken. I think it's an orbital bone. Oh, and by the way, his thumb is fractured and it's his main shooting hand. And she's like, why doesn't he just take a day off of work? And I just laugh. Like, yeah. you so know, enough like about Joel and all of his injuries that weren't going to be part of this segment at all. But you're right. I, I think in terms of the Miami Philadelphia game, I, I think that one, it just, it deserves, it seems like there's more um, talent on either side that would warrant a game seven. Like, I don't know. Dallas just seems like they should kind of be happy to be here. So I'm kind of shocked that they have taken two games away from Phoenix. But I also don't think that we're operating with the same Phoenix team that we were last year, at least riding on the same um, fumes. And in terms of I'll pose the same question to me in terms of the NHL elimination games of one that I think is most likely to go seven. Uh, I think the Lightning aren't going down tonight. I, I really don't. They, they're going to be at home, and Steven Stamkos ripped the, uh, ripped the roof off the building earlier in that series by getting a goal early in that first period. This would be a great time for Braden Point to show up. This would be a great time for Anthony Cicerelli to show up, and especially since we are seeing a little bit of, of emotional resurgence from the Leafs. I mean, they were kind of down and out in the last game, and they said they got this – rousing speech from Jason Spezza, old guy on the team, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, we can we can actually slay these demons. And like I said earlier in the week, if the Leafs end up eliminating the Lightning, I'm super scared of them because not only have they gotten the monkey off of their back, they have eliminated the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. That is a hell of an ego boost. And in a lot of ways, 
I think the the Leafs have earned that because of the the things that they've had to go through. I'm really nervous tonight about the Blues Wild game, Adrian. Well, I, I know that Cam Talbot's getting his first start since like April well, 28th, and, and he should because he's been he's been nothing but money uh, down the stretch since they traded for Mark Andre Fleury. And it's not like Fleury's played poorly, but the team playing poorly in front of him, and you have to go with a, with a change up option in an elimination game. And um, you know, I think this a lot of this comes down to Kevin Fiala for me. Uh, number 22 on the Minnesota Wild. He took some very, very misguided penalties early on in the game. And is uh, Kaprizov is the guy that makes this whole thing go. But Fiala is the fuel to that catalyst. Like, if he's off doing a-hole stuff like he was, you're not going to be able to get anywhere fast because everybody's just going to be busy trying to make up for the fact that you're at a deficit for so long. And so that net front coverage when the puck is below the goal line, uh, that for some reason Minnesota Wild all of a sudden starts struggling with. They have the, one of the best defensive cores in the league, Adrian. It's like they forget where they need to stand sometimes. But when uh, you're you're in the spin cycle, sometimes you get lost. But I, I the Blues are playing some good hockey. Bennington gets a win the other night, and now he gets to play in in front of his or uh, in front of his home crowd here. And I just I don't like the looks of things here. I see. I do. I do want to ask you just in terms of. With, with Talbot and him starting for the wild, like just that lesson, I guess, in patience and how how frustrating, I guess, it has to be to kind of give that up to, you know, a legend and someone as remarkable as Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, yeah, but that's goalie that you got to stay ready. Everybody's been supplanted at some point, even if they've been playing well or if they've been pulled when it wasn't their fault. Like it, there's a lot of reasons why you go with Marc-Andre Fleury over Cam Talbot that even Cam Talbot would understand. But you know, it's a very tall task for him to basically be, you know, delegated to that backup role for these last few weeks after playing the majority of the games. You know, he had some injury problems earlier on this year, but this is a guy that that can move really well. More how you challenge him is that you challenge him depth-wise. So instead of just getting him to move left to right, you get him to move left to right and from the top of his crease down back to his post. Like, that's where you're going to be able to get some angles with him, especially on the glove side. The Golden Knights have uh, managed to take advantage of him several times last year at this time when the uh, Knights were in the playoffs, but not this year. But I think the team will rally around him too. Like there's something to be said about uh, playing for your guy. And and while everybody understands that decision from the coaching staff to go with Marc-Andre Fleury, everybody knows that it, that that comes at the expense of someone else. And so when that person gets their turn, there's a there's a little bit more extra juice that you want to make sure that you're you're taking care of business and not making his job harder than it already is because he's already dealing with a lot of rust and a lot of chaos and walking into this you know uh, firehouse faucet at full blast. And I do want to move on to uh, the Bruins and the Hurricanes game six tonight. And you know I'm enjoying. It's all about watching. Sebastian Aho. That's what that's what my key to that game is. <laughs> Hey, well, I was going to – I just, for one, I, I enjoy seeing Boston sports. Might come to a close here real quick. The Celtics get eliminated. And then the Bruins, Bill Simmons and the whole ringer what staff What are you going to do all summer? Drink Sammy Adams starting today? <laughs> oh, wait, I've been drinking since 6 a.m. What do you know? Uh, Jeremy Swayman getting the call for game six. Yeah. Right call? Oh, yeah. No, they made that that move uh, after game two when the Bruins were down two rip. And, and he's played fine. He's played great. I, this this series has been so confusing to me because I've, I've watched it, and yet I remember nothing from it. Like, it's just one of those where you take it in, and then instantaneously you know it's just it, it offers nothing to your life. And so you just automatically flush it out. But uh, Carolina was pretty much up against the ropes until last game, and they had a little bit of a comeback victory. I'm kind of shocked that they're out ahead, but they're in Boston tonight. That's a loud building. It's a liquored-up building. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that game was managed to be pushed to seven either. 
Um, but I think a lot of it depends on how well Auntie Ranta plays in the Nets but for the Canes and whether or not Sebastian Ajo is able to get on the score sheet because if he's getting on the score sheet, that really spells success for the, the Canes. And if he's not, usually you're playing too much in the defensive zone, and that's just not a great place for anybody to truly be unless you're a goaltender, in which that's where you be. That's where you need to be. If you go across the red line at the center, they're going to give you a penalty. It's dumb. It's a dumb rule. But for some <laughs> reason, they try to cage us in. They try to keep us down. And they try to take what we want away. I'm sure that's still a line of thinking in some uh, moments for Kyrie Irving, but maybe he's not in a secure enough place to be able to have those thoughts going forward. We're going to get into whether or not we think Kyrie is done with the Nets, or better yet, are the Nets done with Kyrie? 11.40 the bet. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports with a Z. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Right, Adrian. I'm going to try some theater of the mind stuff here, okay? So close Let's your eyes. Let's do this. Close your eyes. Empty okay. your mind. Pretend I'm a very average looking white man with a water bottle sitting in front of me with no label on it because clearly there's a conflict of interest or if you don't want to get free pub. And I sit up there and say, we need people here that want to be here. They're selfless, that want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And there's an objective and there's a goal at stake here. And in order to do that, we are going to need availability from everyone. Does that put the fear of whatever God you call yours into you? <laughs> Not necessarily, no. No? That, Sean Marks' uh, comments, his remarks don't, don't do that for you because I was reading them verbatim. Yesterday that he was uh, acknowledging Kyrie Irving's part-time status with the team may have had an impact on Brooklyn's play. 
It was a little. It was definitely spicy. There was some seasoning. You know, it was it was, it was like a mild is it, wing. Is it seasoning when it's never direct? Um, yeah, because you sprinkle it. You know, yeah, what I mean, it's, it's not like the main too. base. Like he says, yeah. he's going to have conversations one on one with Kyrie. I will. I will say, in terms of Sean Marks, looking, uh, he looked like a man who's been through hell. Like he looks like the before and after picture of a U.S. president, and like the stress in their Fact. face. That's why I said a yeah. very, very average-looking white man. <laughs> No, Becoming just, Quinn just Snyder. Just a face of stress and disbelief. He, what, what did I get myself they, what, into? What was his other comment? Do they want to be a part of this? Are they motivated by something that's not good for yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. team hold here? Hold on, hold on. Whenever you have a key part of your team that's not available and you're trying to build chemistry, you're trying to build camaraderie out on the court, that's very difficult. And then you have people coming in at certain times of the season. We made what we felt was the correct decision at the particular time to say, hey, we're not going to have Kyrie around. And then they went back on that decision when it became inconvenient for them. And so that's where I'm like, is is Kyrie the problem, truly? Like, Kyrie, Kyrie is who he always is, right? Like, we, we just – we expect him to kind of have that oh. lone wolf mentality, right? But it's these teams that are that are giving him chance or giving him long-term options. And now we're going to see if though if that actually happens this summer. I mean, if you ask Stephen A. Smith, he says sign him to one-year deals henceforth for the rest of his career. Um. It's the equivalent of if I were to date someone who's in nightlife and then I'm surprised why they're not available at night on the weekends. Like you have to take a risk when you're back then they were the New Jersey Nets and then they were coming into Brooklyn and obviously the Knicks own this territory. You have to take risks in order to become one of those premium top teams and you got in bed. With Kyrie Irving, it was no surprise he had a history of being a malcontent, whether it was in Cleveland or in Boston. And then you also traded for Ben Simmons and everything that surrounds Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons didn't get there till late, so that's fine. So, but that, that that word sacrifice that you're you're talking about, or, or or taking a chance, like you said, that that's a big chance for Brooklyn to take on on anybody to sign both of those guys to long term deals, especially have Durant, you know, sit out for the whole first first year that whole bit. But it's the fact that Kyrie, as we've learned, is not willing to make the same sacrifices everybody else on his team is, right? Let's take that out of the hands of the, the organization itself, and let's just go into the locker room right here. Because that's, that's really what you're asking, is that is Kyrie going to show up to the fight with everybody else to the death in this room? Because he's shown us no. And, and I, would, I would have trouble trusting him as a teammate, to be there. And and it would eat at me a little bit, especially if I'm bringing my nose to the grindstone every day, working my ass into a tizzy, making sure that I'm putting forth uh, the effort needed to make sure my body's right. And then this guy just shows up whenever. Like, and, and just, and the placation of that, the, the deference to that. And that, to me, I think Brooklyn's done with Kyrie. Or, or maybe they're stancing saying, hey, we're going to be done with you, so you better not expect a long-term deal. But where's Kyrie going to go? Like, it's kind of a similar situation as James Harden well, in, in a way. Be like, well, you've burned a bunch of bridges with people. I don't think Kyrie's burned yes. as many bridges. But Kyrie comes with the warning label. Well, here's the thing that's fascinating. Because when you look at Kyrie and you look at James Harden and these these contract extensions that they're expecting or wanting, you know, there's two different ways to look at this. With Kyrie Irving, you're going to deal with him. A team will deal with him, in my opinion, because there is no question about can this dude ball? Right. Like this dude can but, go on the court it, and do his thing. Be, but on the flip there. side, but on the flip, yeah, and he's Mr. Unlimited PTO. Apparently he's a starting pitcher. He wants to play one out of every <laughs> five games. Um, and James Harden, though, Brilliant. on the flip side, who still wants his money, 
But there's questions of does he have talent? But does he have the talent anymore? You talk about him showing up, which is something that, you know, he took a lot of um, pride in because he wasn't this dude, this load management dude. There was a lot of seasons. If you look at his logs, game logs throughout the season, 82 games played. But now, is he showing up in shape? Does he have the talent? Does he care? Is he giving so, you the star output that warrants you putting that spot in there for him versus going out and seeking another star at a different position? I think that's really the question. True. And with Kyrie and whether it's going to be a contender or just one of these teams in the leagues, right. I do think that someone is going to take a chance on them. It's just the thing that is so crazy to me about this Brooklyn Nets situation even before they traded James Harden away, is the fact that before KD got hurt in the playoffs, they were up 2-0 on the, the future champion Milwaukee Bucks. As a matter of fact, they were tearing them apart, and it is the lack of patience and the lack of just, hold on, this is frustrating, we realize this, we want us all to be on the court together when it comes to KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, and look at what's transpired, where now, ultimately, I do think that whether he gets the contract extension or not, he's going to play out or not play. This is going to play out with him still being on the Brooklyn Nets roster. Really? Because the the money situation, it's he's not that easy to get rid of. Yeah, in but terms what if, of what if I, okay, so, so let's just say like max contract for, for my math purposes, because I'm just bad at it, is like $150 million. I know that's selling it way short. But let's say I, I'm broke and I say, we'll do 70. You think Kyrie's going to do that? You think he's going to take diminished value? I think Kyrie would rather go play for a crappy team and for full value. That's, I mean, look, the, the, the tough the tough thing about this is, you know, Kyrie is 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 a man, like, he, nobody can predict what's on his mind. No. Right? Nobody knows. I do think, you know, whether he, whether he is or not, the other thing that's frustrating about the Brooklyn Nets, and when I look at Sean Marks, and I understand that he's frustrated and he's been through hell, but... You guys made this so where Katie and Kyrie think they're damn near the general managers for real. Just like AD and LeBron with the Lakers. So don't be surprised when they do these different things. There's been books about this, about the season tickets and and the private planes and not being with the team and this, that, and the third. So why are you shocked that this dude isn't wanting to have to show up to every game? So... I'm very surprised because he's ignored a lot of Sean Marks, that is, has ignored throughout the season a lot of these conversations because in he terms of the contract extension. Because, yeah. because stirring the pot in that manner, I mean, you're still technically competing. And so clearly they were they were over a barrel in a sense because I, I don't think they allow him to come back if they don't see how desperate of a situation it is or if, like, Kevin Durant isn't the one saying, hey, we, we th- I need this. I need this. That's the thing. Maybe, maybe this is a conversation between Kevin and Kyrie, and maybe that conversation's already happened, and maybe it's it's all fine and good, and maybe it happened and it's not all fine and good, and that things are just going to keep going the way it is. And that's ultimately the trust fall that they're making. You you people can say that they're going to change. People can say that they're going to make uh, all these adjustments in their life, but the way you have to judge them is how they walk the walk, not how they talk the talk. And it goes beyond this season, right? It doesn't just happen to be a, a coincidence with the vaccination status with Kyrie. Like, when was the last time he played a full season? Right? It's been a minute. And Cleveland, so, early Cleveland years before LeBron. And 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 that's where it's like, I'm. A, if Kyrie's main priority isn't basketball, I'm fine with that. I get that. I think that's actually really healthy. I I think that's where we need to make an adjustment as a culture, maybe as an audience, about what is about him, but. 
the way that we do that is taking the cues from the organizations and saying, Max player, this guy's worth all of it. We're going to trust him and whatever. Like, if I'm, a, if I'm a diehard Nets fan, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like you said, who's running this organization truly? Because I don't really want to spend, uh, what, let me guess, a real cheap season ticket in Brooklyn, say like 100K for a team <laughs> yeah. that isn't going to – That I, I know it's a crapshoot of whether or not they're going to be good, but, I mean, I expect people to show up. It's it's like the difference of a, of a, of a five-star resort in the fire Festival. You're like, th- yeah. this is false advertising. The one thing that I think this is going to lead to is ultimately I do believe there's going to be a contract extension, but something that we've talked about and you've brought up a lot in terms of this might change the CBA and some of the actions of Kyrie doing this is the structure of this contract will be the, the most like no contract in NBA history is going to be like Kyrie's the one that he's going to get with the Nets because the Nets need to protect themselves. And that's going to be the fascinating thing to see how this plays out in public, to see the back and forth of what Kyrie's going to allow or what he's like, no, 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 no. I want this much money guaranteed, this, that, and the fourth. This is going to be a contract extension like none other in NBA history when it comes to Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets and what they're going to do. Yeah, because you could say, well, maybe you could trade him to a different team. Maybe he feels like he has a better shot. I'm like, what? How much more bought in slash do you need than Kevin Durant on a roster and team that's willing to spend whatever? Right? Even if you oh, trade him to Dallas to go play with Luca, maybe he'll be excited about that. Well, you're probably uh, kick out everything out of the cupboard. You might have a Lakers situation on your hands. I mean, there's not there's not nearly as many teams willing to line up for this particular lollipop. And that's the and the that, money's too loud. They can't even exactly. taste the lollipop if they want it because exactly. the money's so. And he can't take that the diminished um, value either because that's a whole nother thing as well. And that's where it's just like like you said, it, it's it's a situation of his own making. There are going to be consequences that reverberate further than just Kyrie. And it's a fascinating watch this summer because it's just for people. Oh look, what well what if it isn't the consequences of my own actions? What do you know? It's here. Hey. Hey, Lindsay, one question because there's a small portion of Nets Twitter that's talking about something. So brace yourselves as a Timberwolves fan. Oh, my God. Kyrie Irving for D'Angelo Russell. Oh, no. Would you do it? No. Hell no. (laughs) I'm not not eroding away the culture. They want them back in Brooklyn. Hell no. Oh, I thought they were going to say like Ant or something. Yeah, D'Angelo. No, because D'Angelo's actually. Nobody wants. Yeah, he, he might be on the trade block. Well, you know, we got all summer to talk about that. But I was just some people. There were some whispers. Oh, and as a T-Wolves fan. He can't be on the trade block because then Carl's going to be pissed. And Carl can't be on the trade block because then half of our team is going to be pissed. That's the problem. That's the problem when you get into bed with buddies. And so <laughs> this is the bit. This is the No bit. friends with benefits around no, here, okay? Seriously, though. Sometimes it is better to just, you know, build your own tribe and have your own thing and then only visit on family reunion days because then you just avoid some drama and probably save a few dollars. And who couldn't use a few more of those? We have more sports, but mostly other things in the second hour. Starting things off with a deep dive with 35 with different music. Love for the bet. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.